0: Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find the Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. What does the Bible say about repentance? To begin, I'll define repentance, then I'll spend a few minutes thinking about the part that repentance plays in obeying the gospel, and finally, I'd like to think about how we go about repenting. Repentance is important, so how do I do it? So what is repentance? In my experience, people often confuse repentance and confession. Confession means we tell someone that we have done something wrong. We're admitting guilt for committing a sin or committing a mistake. We can confess to people. In fact, James encourages Christians to confess their trespasses to one another and and pray for one another. So I can admit to someone when I've done something wrong. I can confess that trespass to them. But I'm also supposed to confess to God when I've done something wrong. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, John says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, as a Christian, this is how I get God's forgiveness. I confess my sins to Him. Confession is important, but it's not the same as repentance. Repentance means to turn away from sin. Repentance means we recognize our sin... We feel regret or shame or guilt because of that sin, and we decide that we don't want to do that any longer. We don't want to commit that sin again. So the decision to turn away from sin, that's repentance. And that's a little different than confession. So repentance sits between feeling sorry for what I've done and changing my conduct. And that will become important later on, as we talk about what it takes to repent. So repentance is a change of mind or heart. I have made a mistake. I can see I've made a mistake. I regret this mistake, and I'm not going to do this again in the future. I'm going to do my best not to commit that sin again. That is the essence of repentance. Now, repentance is involved when we respond to the gospel. If I want to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, I have to repent. Repentance is the first thing that was preached by gospel preachers in the New Testament. For example, John the Baptist, when he began Preaching the good news that the Messiah was on his way, the first words out of his mouth were, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus, the Messiah, when he began to preach a few months later, the first words out of his mouth were, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Peter is asked by his audience on the day of Pentecost, what shall we do? Peter has just told them that they have been complicit in the death of the Son of God, the Messiah. They ask Peter, what shall we do? Peter says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. What was the first thing out of Peter's mouth? Repent. Paul tells the Athenians that God commands all men everywhere to repent. Repentance is the first thing people were told to do by preachers of the gospel. If we want God to forgive our sins, we must repent. This is what John the Baptist urged everyone to do. And he practiced what was called a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. John connected the idea of repentance with the forgiveness of sins. Those who repented and were baptized with John's baptism had their sins forgiven. In Acts 2.38, a passage I just referred to a couple of minutes ago, Peter says, "...repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If I want my sins remitted, if I want my sins forgiven by God, I must repent." Later, in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Peter says, "...repent then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out." God will forgive our sins if we turn away from those sins. And this is a joyous occasion. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells us that the angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner repents. And notice he says this twice. This is an occasion for the angels to rejoice. When a sinner repents, the angels rejoice. Now, notice the angels don't rejoice when a sinner believes. They rejoice when a sinner repents. Isn't that interesting? Many people talk about how belief in Jesus is the only way to receive salvation, and yet the angels rejoice when a sinner repents. Does that mean our belief in Jesus is unimportant? By no means. It simply means that belief in Jesus alone, belief alone, is not enough. If we really believe in Jesus, we will turn away from our sins. Our repentance, our turning away from sin, is what causes the angels to rejoice. Based on everything we've talked about so far with repentance, this leads us to a question. Do I have to repent in order to be saved? Jesus in Luke chapter 13 verses 2 through 5 talks about a couple of very tragic incidents with which his audience was familiar. He says, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, there was a widely held belief in the days of Jesus that bad things happened because people were evil. Jesus dismisses that notion. Bad things happen for a lot of reasons, but they don't happen just because someone has done something wrong or is a worse person than other people. What these examples teach us is we need to be prepared because we neither know when nor under what circumstances we will die. And if I die in some unforeseen way with no time to prepare, and I have not taken the opportunity to turn away from sin, what's going to happen to my soul? It will perish. That's the warning. Jesus places before us two options, either repent or perish. Peter echoes this in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse number 9. He says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So do I need to repent in order to be saved? Yes. The Bible places before me two options, either repent or perish. So repentance is a part of responding to the gospel. A sinner's repentance is cause for celebration in heaven. Repent was the first words recorded in Jesus' ministry. Jesus offers two options, either repent or perish. God commands repentance. He forgives the sins of those who repent and is willing to give them time to repent. So is repentance vital? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do I repent? Repent means to turn away from sin. So, how do I go about this? Repentance begins with a personal recognition of sin, and the Bible describes sinful conduct in a number of different passages. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10, Paul asks, "...do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived." Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Here's a list of sins, and Paul is pretty explicit in his explanation. If you are guilty of these things, if you are participating in these things, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. James speaks a little bit more broadly in James chapter 4, verse 17. Anyone, then, who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Everyone is guilty of sin. We all find ourselves on lists like 1 Corinthians 6, and there are other lists in the New Testament. We all have known to do something right and have chosen not to do it. And the New Testament message is pretty clear. One cannot follow Christ and remain in sinful life patterns. God is holy, He is set apart from sin, and He commands those who follow after Him to be holy because He is holy, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15. So repentance begins when we recognize our sin and accept what the consequences for our sin will be unless we change directions. And that's what it means to repent. Repent means to turn away, to change direction. The one who genuinely wants to change is sorry when they recognize their guilt. Paul calls this godly sorrow in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, which he contrasts with worldly sorrow. Paul says godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. What Paul says is when I see that I have sin in my life and I feel genuine regret for it, this leads me to repentance. It leads me to want to make a change. Genuine repentance that leads to salvation requires us to regret our sin. That regret or godly sorrow leads us to repent. I made a mistake, but I will do my best not to make the same mistake in the future. The decision or commitment to change is repentance. Godly sorrow leads me to repentance. And once I have decided to turn away from sin, a lifestyle adjustment will follow genuine repentance. It's not just a matter of deciding I won't sin any longer, it's a matter of changing my life. Old patterns of behavior must cease and be replaced with new patterns of behavior. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 15, that Christ died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised from the dead. True repentance compels us to pursue a life that pleases Christ— True repentance is a denial of our own desire in favor of living for the Lord. Paul tells King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, verse number 20, that he had preached the gospel to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. We need to prove our repentance by our deeds. It's not enough just to feel sorry for our sins. It's not enough to decide that I'm not going to live that way any longer. I must change how I act. I must commit myself to living in a righteous way. So as I draw this to a close, I ask you a simple question. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I hope the answer to that question is yes. If you believe in Jesus Christ, have you repented? Have you turned away from your sins? Or are you living in the same way you did before you believed? The Bible is quite clear. The Lord and His apostles make God's will very clear. If you want your sins forgiven, you must repent. To do otherwise is to place your eternal destiny in jeopardy. If you are a believer in Jesus, breathe life into your faith by dedicating your life to righteous conduct, conduct that pleases God. Turn away from sin. You've wasted enough of your life in sin. Change your mind and change your life today. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Dridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.